Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Sid coming to you from my home, and I am glad to be with you as I have been over the last, uh, I think maybe this is week 14 or 15. But we are planning uh, June 28th to return to the church building. Uh, some will come, some won't. But we want to let you know that it's our tentative plan. Someone asked me, will you still uh, give the messages? Because I've gotten accustomed to them. And these are people that uh, live all around. I said, we certainly will. Because we found this to be uh, a, a great reach outreach uh, to folks uh, all over the place. So I um, am pretty excited about it. I am uh, excited to go back into church. Of course, we'll be there. We're restrictions, and we'll tell you more about that uh, in the coming weeks. But uh, there'll be social distancing and some other precautions, and we encourage people to uh, bring a mask, wear a mask, and we'll be sanitizing before and after service and on and on. So uh, we'll take every precaution that we possibly can. But we look forward to seeing some of you. I haven't seen, seen my, my flock in a while, so, uh, so I do miss you, and it'll be good to be together, as many of us that can comfortably. Uh, we'll work out those logistics, and we'll i share those with you. I want to read to you from the Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ. May he be in our thinking, our speaking, and in our hearts from the chapter 9 of St. Matthew. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I'd like to share with you a few words from the fifth chapter of the letter to the Romans by St. Paul. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access to his grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. While, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us much more surely than now that we have been justified by his blood, 
will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I heard a story, read a story by King Duncan about some kids that had a Kool-Aid stand. You don't see lemonade stands and Kool-Aid stands uh, around the neighborhood like used to. Every once in a while, I'll see some down the street uh, with a, you know, lemonade written crudely over a cardboard uh, little stand there. And, and they give you that look like you need to stop. And, and uh, Carl Boyle, who was a sales representative, was driving home and he saw a Kool-Aid stand and it said Kool-Aid 25 cents. And so he stopped and, and the boy ran out and said, would you like strawberry or grape Kool-Aid? And so he gave the boy a dollar and he came back with a cup and some change. He'd gone back to the little shoebox that they had and they found the 75 cents and brought it back to him. And he sat there and he drank his Kool-Aid. And suddenly the kids come running back and said, sir, sir, don't throw the cup away. And he said, well, why not? He said, well, that's the only cup that we have and we'll need it to stay in business. So um, sometimes we feel that way, I think, uh, in Christendom and in the church that, you know, we believe in the one cup, of course, of, of, of Christ's uh, blood and, and uh the, the bread and, and the Holy Communion, uh, that we are one in Christ through one cup. But there are other cups in which we uh, can share uh, the good news. If we only had one cup, we become one-dimensional. And what I think we may have found in this pandemic and in recent days of of uh, protest and debate and trying to have on, honest conversations that there are a lot of cups. Uh, there's always a lot of ideas, a lot of perceptions. And so I believe that the gospel offers us the answers that what Jesus would try to tell us that there's a lot of problems out there, but as Jesus went around and his disciples went around in the Gospels and, and for Christ went away, he said, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I think maybe we uh, kind of had to be pushed outside the walls a little bit to maybe find some, some more cups. Maybe with... Uh, the pandemic and the uh, unrest and the uneasiness that we feel with maybe some things that are going on and we have to feel uneasy uh, within ourselves and look at ourselves uh, and ask the question, who am I really? You know, I've always preached if you want change, you got to start with a man or the woman in the mirror. You got to be the change 
that you want to see. And so Jesus did that. He, Jesus became the change that God wanted to see by coming to us and showing us how to live and how to love, how to forgive, how to be reconciled one to another. You know, he said foolish things like, a new commandment I give you, love one another, bless those that curse you, pray for those who despitefully use you, love your enemies. If somebody's naked, clothe them. They're in prison, visit them. Weep with those that weep. We we have this idea that Christianity, uh, I believe Christianity is really getting a bad rap these days, but uh, the church is getting a bad rap. But there's some reasons for that. And like I've said many times, if we generalize, you know, we we may not like anyone, but there are a lot of good people who love God and love Je- love Jesus and that have been reconciled to God through Christ and attempt to live at peace with all and really want to know truth because that's why Jesus said, I'm the truth, the life and the way. And so when you're finding that truth and finding that life and finding the way, uh it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. Uh, in our tradition of Wesleyan theology, we know that uh, uh, John Wesley taught that uh, sanctification, Christianity, you know, from his early uh, conversion experience that he called it with his heart being strangely warmed. But he taught all the way that it was a lifelong journey of learning and discipline and uh, holding each other accountable and confessing your sins to one another. That's a lot of cups. We don't like those cups, do we? Um, we like to stay in our little safe places and we really don't like to deal with, uh, the hard questions. And Jesus said folks run around like, uh, you know, sheep without a shepherd. And we see that a lot in our world. People cry out for change. They cry out for justice. They cry out for hope. They cry out for peace. And some people cry out for revenge. And some people cry out for this, that, and the other thing. But as I said last week, until we make every life matter, regardless, all lives won't matter. So... When we think about the mission of the church in the cup that really we want to do, want to have more than one cup, to have that task that has been given to us to share the gospel, the good news to all the world. That's called evangelism. And I know that brings up all kind of images, everything from tent revivals to crusades to People knocking on your door and or some preacher pounding on the pulpit and begging you to come to the altar or, or, or whatever. Um, those may have been effective ways and probably some of us have were converted in those ways. But there are many, many cups uh, that we can share and offer the cup of reconciliation, the cup of grace, the cup of peace, the cup of joy, 
and most of all the cup of love, that Jesus comes to us while we're sinners from the foundation of the world, the scripture says, that it was a plan and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We as Christians believe that, that that God did not have to send his son, that Jesus did not have to die, but he he lay his life down freely for us that we might be reconciled to God. And in this season of Pentecost, we are reminded uh, two weeks ago that the Holy Spirit uh, came in a new way uh, to the 120 that were gathered there praying and and the gospel spread through all the world because they heard the gospel in different in their own native languages. And we'll see as we go along uh, this season that the emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit evangelism. And listen, a lot of folks are saying, uh, you know, the church is dying. Yeah, the laborers are few, Jesus said. But just think all that has been accomplished. There's been some things that have not been right and in the name of God and the name of Christianity and the name of other religions. But think about it. When we say that we're be weary are falling short of the glory of God, we are missing that the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is still great enough to touch the hearts of men and women, and I don't really care about your background or, uh, you know, through all the races and through all uh, uh, orientations and whatever. God loves you and offers you a cup. I respect all faiths and I respect those that don't have any faith. I don't understand it completely, but I think sometimes people are more agnostic than they are atheists, but I won't get into that now. But I believe that God can break a lot of, you know, crack some hard heads, you know, break some hard hearts. Sometimes we think we uh, know it all, but it, it's just not that easy just to dismiss what God can do. So my message to you this week, my friends, is that, that you don't just think of one cup and don't just, you know, keep reusing the same cup over and over and over, not talking about in in the sense of, uh, of, of communion, but in the sense of ideas and in the sense of all the ways of offering the gospel in the ways of loving and serving and doing what's right and reaching out, sharing the good news, because we're all called to be evangelists. Ooh, you didn't know that, did you? We are called to go and make disciples, to show people how to live and love God. That's our, our task. It's hard for us to lead the way when we're not you know, we're not uh, in tune ourselves at times, but, you know, come thou cup or fount of every blessing. You know, fill my heart with love. Tune my heart right. Get, make us to be what you want us to be. 
and then that fount overflows. So we are the children of God, and we have assurance that Christ has given his life for us, and through our faith in him, we have been reconciled, and we are called to be laborers, to share that message. So I ask you today, as we proclaim the historic confession of our Christian faith, I believe in God the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried the third day. He rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, and from there he shall return to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen and amen. Eternal and loving God, thank you for accepting us, for who we are, for being um, your children. You accept us. We're all kinds of little cooks. <laughs> and Lord, you are pleased and love us so much. And you reconciled us to you through your son, Jesus Christ. And all you ask of us is just to allow you to come into our lives, to just reach out to you and give you a chance to be in our lives. That's hard for us sometimes. I, I know I've struggled a long time to make that decision and have struggled since making that decision. But if you put your eyes on Jesus, on what God has done through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Presence will guide you, will warm your heart, and will help you all the way through your life. You're not going to get all the answers, my friend. So, dear God, help us to accept that. Help us to realize that, that the answer is through you. And so, dear God, help everyone within the sound of my voice that, are, that is struggling with faith, with what's going on in our world, and what's, what do you really want from us? What cup do you want us to, to drink from, to share, to to be a, the bearer of. But most of all, God, we know that you want us to know that that you loved us so much that you have given us reconciliation and peace. And you just wait on us and then you want us to help others to find that way. Empower us to do that, Lord, in, in this season of Pentecost. Continue to bless those and heal those that are on our prayer list, those who struggle uh, financially, those who struggle uh, because of the pandemic, those who struggle for justice, those who struggle to understand each other, as we all do, as we struggle with our own uh, little pieces that we hide and we don't want to let go and 
we don't want to let you in. Uh, we, we take those little sores and we, we, we like to just nurse them enough and then pick at them enough to, uh, to stay sore. And God, you want to be the healing balm in all of our lives and in our country and in our world. Because this is your world, oh God. No one else's. So Lord, we ask all these things in the name of the Good Shepherd who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, our debts, our sins, as we forgive those who trespassed against us who are indebted to us, who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And lead us in the paths of righteousness, O Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Thank you all for being with us once again. And remember, June 28th is the target date for Faith United Methodist Church. And if you see up on the screen, uh, many of you have helped and uh, remained faithful in your gifts and, and uh, your tithes. But sometimes they just slip your mind and I know there's financial difficulties. Even if you're just listening to us and you have nothing to do with our church and you want to send an offering to the Faith United Methodist Church, if you receive some kind of blessing from these uh, sermons, it would truly help us at our little church on the hill. Uh, that's made up primarily of retired older people. Uh, they might not like me saying that, but I, I fall in that category. I said myself, I've not retired yet, but, uh, uh, getting older all the time. But God renews us and God will use you. God will bless you for whatever you can do. And I'm not going to promise you that you're going to receive a bag of gold or a new car or a new house, or you go to get rich, but your needs will be supplied. And if you give, it should be given to you. That's God's promise to us. So may God bless you for your kindness. We, uh, Andrew said, I don't have to say his name, but I tell you, we couldn't, we couldn't have this without Andrew Duncan. And we appreciate his work. And for Gail Ayers, who's so uh, giving of her talent on the piano. And so enjoy the words of the hymn that's chosen. Um, I think the meditation has come thou fount of every blessing. One of my favorite hymns. And um, think on those words and think on uh, the assurance that God is with us and uh, that, that God just loves us. No matter how crazy we are or how Far away we become hard-hearted that we are. God's patient. So as we leave this place and leave this time together, go knowing that our God, our Creator, is with you, that loved you so much that He sent His Son, our, our Redeemer, to change us and, and to die for us and rise again for us and to send His presence, the Holy Spirit, to guide us and direct us and to continue to allow us to evolve into the uh, people that you would have us to be. Go in that knowledge, and we thank you and bless you 
in his name. Amen.